Good morning, Grace Vineyard. I'm so excited to be talking to you this morning about the kingdom of God, the kingdom here and now. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And at that moment, the curtain in the temple tore in two from top to bottom. The curtain between us and the Holy of Holies was ripped open at the death of Jesus, inviting us who would believe in him into the presence of God. The kingdom of God has been unveiled for all to see. Matthew refers to the kingdom of heaven rather than the kingdom of God out of reverence when speaking to the Jews. Jesus himself said, time's up, God's kingdom is here. The kingdom of heaven is all about knowing the king. It is about Jesus and how you respond to him. He taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of heaven is here, on earth, now, if we will walk in it. We need to see with the eyes of faith. We are in this world, not of it. Step out of this world where the ruler of the kingdom of the air operates and into the kingdom of God. Become like a little child who trusts to see the kingdom and walk in it. It is a place filled with love and peace and joy and with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is given to us as a gift. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It comes in power, tongues of fire, a mighty wind, colors of light, living water, coming from our mouths as we speak love and healing and signs and wonders and prophecy and words of wisdom flowing out of us, flooding over others, filling them with love and faith and joy and peace, strengthening them and blessing them. The kingdom is a place of laughter and delight. Jesus came to give us life and life in abundance in this life, here and now, his kingdom on earth. I am set free, not to live my own way, but to seek his face and his way. What does he want? He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness then everything we need will be added. There is no lack in the kingdom. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I recognize my spiritual poverty when I live for myself and not for my heavenly father. I cast aside, surrender, 
all I am, all my self-reliance, and I die to self and live for him in his kingdom. It's there for the taking if I will surrender and step into his kingdom, doing his will. Not my will, but yours be done. Jesus prayed this in the garden before his crucifixion. But before he prayed this, he prayed asking God if he had to go through with it. Did his flesh, his humanness, take over at the thought of the cross and what he had to go through? Was he, at that moment, Jesus the man, terrified of what was expected of him? Did he need his special friends with him in his moment of fleshness or weakness? Is that why he sweated blood? Had he stepped out of his kingdom? Can we relate to that? Have we ever been afraid of what we know God is calling us to surrender or do? Have we needed our friends to be with us, to support us and encourage us? I know I have many a time. Thank goodness for our Grace family and other Christian friends who walk in the kingdom and rescue us from the world, the flesh and the devil when we lose our way. Jesus asked his father in true humility and faith and then surrendered himself to his father's will. Back in the kingdom, he saw the joy set before him, the joy of sitting at the right hand of the throne of his father, giving him the courage to endure the cross. As his body was being cruelly tortured, his spirit cried out forgiveness to those who had rejected him. What love! God, open my eyes to see what you have set before me when I surrender my will to yours and to walk in your love. Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What an incredible blessing. When we live like Jesus lived, free from sin and worldly desires, seeking God's face, we'll walk in his kingdom, bringing him glory. In the kingdom, there is no pride, envy, strife, anger, lust, greed or laziness. There are only the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness and self-control. But if we live in the kingdom of this world and follow its ways, it's obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, 
all-consuming, yet never satisfied once, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This isn't the first time I've warned you, you know. If you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. This is possibly one of the scariest passages of scripture I've ever read. And it challenges me to live in his kingdom as he created me to live here and now. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. To believe in Christ is to follow him, to be his apprentice, to live like he lived, casting everything aside for the sake of the treasure, the pearl of great price, the kingdom. Desire, surrender, believe, live for Christ. Jesus says, Whoever finds his life will lose it. What does that mean? And what is it? It is the kingdom of heaven. And when we live our lives the way we want and not the way God wants, pleasing ourselves rather than pleasing him, we lose the kingdom and live under the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. Jesus says, whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. When we surrender our wills to the will of God, we walk in the kingdom. We found it. He is Lord of our lives and his presence fills us and we are set free from worldly desires and live in righteousness peace and joy. It is only by offering our bodies as a living sacrifice that we can discover God's will for our lives, his good, pleasing and perfect will. If we are willing to take up our cross and follow him, we will live with him in his kingdom now. This is what it is like to walk in his kingdom. There is a cost to radical commitment to Jesus, but it leads to a life of such joy and such peace and such love. Jesus says, it will need forceful people to advance the kingdom of God. We need to live passionate, dynamic and proactive lives as forceful, spiritful people filled with kingdom power and love, inviting others to join us in this kingdom life. Are we willing to take the step of faith? 
Remember, in the vineyard, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Turn our lives upside down, sacrificing all we are and all we have to follow Jesus into his kingdom and to take others with us. We can no longer be passive onlookers, but a people filled with the power of the Holy Spirit coming on us and in us to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. We don't have to be perfect because a perfect God uses imperfect people like you and me. We just have to be willing. Jacob, in a dream, saw a ladder that reached from earth to heaven with the angels ascending and descending on it. There is an open way between heaven and earth for all of us to enter the kingdom. Jacob called it the gate of heaven. Jesus tells us he stands at the door and knocks. But we have to open the door, the door to our hearts, and let him in. Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. This isn't a well-crafted sermon with three points and a good conclusion or an expose of a Bible book or passage. I'm really sorry. But the overflow of my heart from what God has been showing me during my time of prayer and fasting. I hope it's blessing you, encouraging you, challenging you, making you think about the possibility of living in the kingdom of heaven here and now. The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to us, but we need to use our imagination to see this kingdom, to open the eyes of our heart. But not everyone will see it. That's why we need to become like little children. They have such incredible imaginations. Can we let ourselves go and let our imaginations run wild and have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Lord wants to show us. Jesus painted pictures of the kingdom when he spoke in parables. The sower, the weeds, a mustard seed, yeast, hidden treasure, a pearl of great price, the net, old and new treasures. What an imagination we need to see and understand all of this. How do we explain, you might be asking, the now and not yet of the kingdom? It is an eternal kingdom, but at the present time, it is an invisible kingdom in our midst. Wherever those of us are who honour Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, who have repented of our sins and are forgiven and are following in his footsteps, footsteps, filled 
with and led by the Holy Spirit, there the kingdom of God is. Here, now, for us to walk in. In this kingdom, we obey the rule of our King, Jesus. The new commandment he gives us. And it's simple. To love one another. And how do we do this? Jesus says, the way we have been loved by him. Paul reminds us to walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Can we live a sacrificial life of loving others? Do you remember our scripture verse for last year? Romans 12.10 Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. I think we were onto something. This is how we live. In the kingdom, here and now. Let's pray. Lord, let your kingdom come in each and every one of us. And your will be done in us and through us now, here on earth as it is in heaven. May we walk in your kingdom of righteousness, love, peace and joy, totally surrendered to you with hearts overflowing with gratitude today and every day. Come Holy Spirit. Amen. As you go into your breakout rooms now, there are questions to discuss and scriptures to guide you. Enjoy and take your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening.